Hello, world. Welcome to a very special Masters edition of Golf Subpar. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. Obviously, before we get to it, let's just address the elephant in the room. Slays, you got an incredible T-shirt on. Get amongst it. Subpar Masters edition, the green and yellow. They are out now. We finally got the merch. Tell them all about it, Slays. Yes, how about this thing? Special in for Augusta week. What better week to launch? I know it's been a long time coming for a lot of the listeners who've been reaching out asking about it, but... The merch is now available. We are happy to say you go to golf.com pro shop to get the subpar merch. That's pro shop.golf.com slash masters. Colt, we got hats, visors, hoodies. We got get amongst it. We got golf subpar stuff. We got our birdie juice new line that we're trotting out there. A little little birdie mm-hmm. that likes to get amongst it is a little bit snapped up. We got all kinds of stuff coming in. It's great to finally have it. I'm glad that uh, we could do this for everybody. And uh, what better timing than a mas- you know, master's week. And that's why I got the, the green and yellow on here today. Yeah, you always look great, but you look very, very, very dapper today. I'm very impressed. I appreciate you saying so that. Make sure you, notice. Make sure everyone goes out there, picks up their, their new subpar swag. It's going to be awesome. I hope you all enjoy it. But, Slays, we got to get to the man of the hour, our man, our guy, the golden child, Jordan Spieth, got the job done at the Valero Texas Open. It's been a long time coming, almost four years, but he finally knocked the door down and got that 12th PGA Tour victory. And I believe you have the stats on what he's done since he came on Golf Subpar. Like we said before, we're trying to become the reverse Madden curse. Like, go on Madden cover, your career goes to hell. You come on Subpar, and you get rejuvenated, and you start doing some special things. I know you got the stats. What are the stats since he came on? Yeah, so since he appeared on Golf Subpar, there in Dallas, he has gone tied for fourth, tied for third, tied for 15th, tied for fourth, tied for 48th. That week doesn't count. Tied for ninth, and then a win last week in San Antonio. So quite the run he's been on. So, hey, any of you guys out there struggling? Give us a call. We can be we can be bribed. We're more sports psychologists than we are media guy. You know what I mean? We really we peel back the layers like an onion. We get to the bottom of the problem and we just kind of rewire the brain to make sure you're bringing out your best stuff. But, dude, it was so cool to see Jordan do that yesterday. It's been a long time coming. Like you said, almost four years. He's been answering the same questions during this whole time. When's it coming back? All those sort of things. And then all of a sudden. He starts to have this resurgence, which really started, I think, around the third round at Phoenix when he shot that 61, played his, played his way into contention that week, and then started doing that every single week. He hadn't won, and that conversation doesn't end until he wins, and he did it this past week at Valero, and he did it in a tough way, man. Charlie Hoffman, God, you got to tip your cap to him. He played unbelievable golf, especially after that first round 75, but they had to battle, and there was good shots, bad shots, but Spieth looked like the Spieth of old when he was winning. Every putt that mattered seemed to find the middle. Yeah, it was awesome. And we got to talk about what happened on 18, where him and Michael Grella were talking about going, possibly going for the green from 270 yards on 18. I was a nervous wreck. I was exchanging texts with Justin Thomas. I'm like, um, can you just please lay up? And Justin wrote back in all caps, what in God's name is going on right now? Like we were all like, what? This is a no brainer. You hit eight iron out there. You lay it up. You hit a wedge on. You make Charlie make eagle, which, yeah, I mean, the chances are very, very slim. And he was actually contemplating hitting three wood. I was like, dear God, no, I'm surprised I didn't get a noise complaint from the front desk at the Marriott here in Augusta because I was screaming at my TV. Yeah, that conversation went on about, it lasts about 45 seconds, which was about 41 seconds longer than I felt like it should. Hey, you like three wood? Nope, I sure don't. Here's your options right here. Yeah. And they start at seven iron and then they go down. I mean, it's one of those things. There's so many options on that 18th hole at TPC, like even laying up. All right, do you lay up left? Do you lay up right with that pin location? The right layup, it makes it tough. The ball could easily bounce over. But at that point... It's easy to sit there and say from the couch, but the three wood I had, I was just like, what, what are, what world are we living in right now? Where three wood is an option on this. You're trying to get the job done. Make Charlie make a three from the right rough. Even had a little tree stress behind him on his follow through. That's a tough ask. Get your five, get the hell out of there. And eventually made the right decision. And uh, now we can end all the is Jordan Spieth back talk. We can end all that. And actually in some books, dude, (laughs) Quickly, he became the betting favorite, or he's a co-favorite. And on some books, he's like mm-hmm. five and a half to one, which a number of weeks ago, you could have got him at 60 to one. So if you like Jordan, maybe you should have bet him about a month ago. I was very high on him coming into the week before he won. And now it's just like, okay, everything's starting to line up. Look out. Jordan Spieth is going to be dangerous once he drives down Magnolia Lane. But so as we mentioned, it's a very special Masters edition. And our guest this week, you've seen him before, our very first ever interview on golf subpar the great john rom sits down with us to discuss all things masters did a little rider cup becoming a father all kinds of things this was a lot of fun sitting down with john yeah we touch all the bases with john he, he couldn't be a better dude he comes in you know pretty much whenever we ask i think we'll end up having him another time or two throughout the year but 
cool to get the perspective of a guy that's, you know, top three in the world right now and what he's learned going through Augusta as many times as he has now, what he does differently, how he plays that golf course, playing predominantly a left to right ball fright on a golf course that everyone says, got to hit it right to left. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but. Which he discusses and says, you know what, that's just kind of a little bit of a myth. You don't really don't have to play right to left around Augusta. Yeah, there's a guy named Jack Nicholas who didn't hit a draw and he's he's done pretty well around there. But um, yeah, it's, it's fun picking his brain and getting into all that. And then on, and with the you know, the birth of his child coming up, little young Keppa coming into the world. It's a, it's a big week for Johnny, and it was it was awesome to have him sit down with us. Yes, it was. And obviously, the Masters is a huge deal in Spain. They have five green jackets, you know, between Sergio, Jose Maria Othabo, and Seve Ballesteros. So John looking to become that, get the sixth green jacket for the country of Spain. It was a lot of fun. But before we get to John Rom, a word from our official sponsor, DraftKings. Sleaze, it's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you a free shot at the $1 million top prize when you download and sign up using promo code SUBPAR. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. It's easy to play. Pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning. Then sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. Rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing position, and more. Even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you the chance to scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. Download the DraftKings app now and use code SUBPAR during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize. That's code SUBPAR, and you can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Here's John Rahm on a special Masters edition of Golf Subpar. Okay, big day here at Subpar. We got our first ever two-time guest on the show. He's the third-ranked player on planet Earth. Five-time tour winner. Soon to be father of a baby boy. John Rahm, welcome back. It's good to be back. Good it's be been back. good to have yeah, you. It's been a little over a year since mm-hmm. you sat in that chair right there. Mm-hmm. Have you worked on your rap skills at all since your <laughs> debut on Golf Subpar? I think uh, I think COVID put a pause on everything. That, <laughs> that, that, that included. On everything. On everything. That included. I thought that would have been a good time to revive the, revive the career. No. You know, stay in the studio, get no, in the lab really. a little bit. Not really, no. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't really. Well, well a lot's, been, a lot's been going on in the life of John Rom, mm-hmm. obviously. Yes. Made a big equipment change, which we're going to get to. You're soon to be father. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what else has been going on with you? I mean, you've you've said new pretty crib. much the main things. Yeah, I moved into a new house. Mm-hmm. Uh, needed Downsides. the room. Needed the room <laughs> with uh, with a baby. Uh, too much golf, let's say, stuff that I, heard, I don't use. Yeah. <laughs> well, how is let's let's talk about the baby a little bit. How's Kelly doing? Anything changed on the date? Still the same plan? Well, you guys haven't seen her yet. Yeah, uh, she. First of all, for somebody who's at this point 38, going on 39 weeks pregnant, does not look that long. She looks maybe seven months. And then she's been doing great. I mean, she she's had a great pregnancy, barely any problems. The only thing she's had, because she had no morning sickness, nothing was uh, some nausea while, while cooking some things. So you're saying I've puked more since she's been pregnant than she has? She has once. Yeah, I'm winning. <laughs> you she has one. Nighttime sickness. Listen, like, she goes, mine's in the morning as morning well. Sickness. Mine's in the morning as well. I'm for any nighttime. father who hears this, he probably had to, he had to go through it, obviously. At 38 mm-hmm. weeks pregnant, she slept, I think, two nights ago, 11 hours straight. Yeah. Maybe I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be honest, it's hard for like 90% Shit. of the population, I right? I so. checked, but damn, now that you say it, there could be a chance. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, everything's good. Date's still the same. What are we, we're looking, what, what are the, there's a range, right? I'll say like I did it. <laughs> it's for for the gamblers. Don't put too much faith on me. April 10th to the 12th is the due date expectancy, which is Saturday of the Masters to Monday after. Now, everybody says first child usually is late. I'm, I'm hoping it's either early or late. Ah. I just hope it's not on time at this point. But yeah. if it happens, uh said it a million times. I said it again. No matter what, um, I'm out. Do you, have y'all revealed the sex of the baby? Yeah, it's a boy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Baby Spaniard. Baby Spaniard. Yeah. <laughs> Just could come and come out rapping. Kendrick he Lamar. might. He might if he's got the genes. All right. Well, so what's the plan? You're going down there. You've said to everyone, if the, if the call comes while I'm down there, I'm out of there. What is the game plan down there? Like, you're going to have a cell phone on you. How are you going to get the word? My caddy has a phone. Check every hole type of deal? or No, just have it on vibrate or something like that. 
which I know it's Augusta National and you're not allowed to, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping for that they make an exception. You think they'll let you slide on I, that? I'm, I'm hoping for that, yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about the Masters. Uh, though, otherwise, we're going to have to figure out to get in contact with somebody so they can let me know. Yeah, I'll maybe. come running out and I'll take, I'll walk out and I'll tell you because you're not allowed to run there. I was going to say the running now. Yeah, I'm not, not running. not really getting in. One good rule about Augusta, you can't run. That's very good for me being <laughs> you around see Colt there. going like this? Yeah. Then you got to get the hell out of there. That's true. <laughs> yeah, well, some signals. But it's actually not too bad. I can tell Kelly. She yeah. can text you. You text tell me. CBS, somebody comes in. That's actually no a problem good at all. Mm-hmm. Be happy to help. If you're in contention, I might just be like, hey, my phone's not working. Sorry. Yeah, let's, no, but, I, I would. I would what's take. the cutoff? Realistically, what's if you're on the 71st tee, four shot lead? Bzz, hey, dude, it's happening. Well, then what? I mean, listen, 71st tee. Yeah, <laughs> dude, right, right there. We're at the, There's two holes to go. Yeah. I think 30 minutes. She might give me 30 minutes. Okay, she I, might. We, but point. you can use that time to hopefully get the plane ready, get my stuff ready to finish and go. Yeah, yeah. I think seventy for maybe. What about let's keep creeping back. So what about no? So we, we joked call. about it. We <laughs> joked about it, and I don't know how serious how, how serious is about it. Is if I'm going to the back nine with a chance to win, she might wait to tell me no, or the people there will wait to let me know till I'm done. But those two hours, I think that's fair. It can be a lot, and what's the chance to win, right? Because we've seen comebacks, we've seen a lot of things. Eight shots. No, no. <laughs> let's say the, let's say four <laughs> within four with nine holes to play. No, if it's four, she'll tell me, and I'm, I'm out. Oh, equal thirteen, equal fifteen. We're tied. Wild, you ever heard of Amen Corner? There's some weird. <laughs> no, shit. I know, but it's like I mean that it's. It needs to be a little bit more realistic. I, I think we talked about if it was within two. Okay. Yeah. Boy, three. it all, it all depends though. What if I'm teeing off like two hours before the leaders, and I'm just having a heater of a round? Yeah. Right. Oh, so you might catch a playoff. Yeah, what if you're in the air and there's a playoff? Oh, I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. That that would be epic to finish and win. And then, where's John? Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, boys. (laughs) You win. He's toast. Let's talk a little bit about your history at the Masters, though, because four Masters, T27, you have a fourth, T9, T7, obviously Mm -hmm. pretty good the last three years. When Do you remember the first time you ever watched the Masters on TV? It's hard because it comes so late or early in the morning in yeah. spain i was gonna ask like did you wake up in the middle of the night to watch or no i had a pretty strict 9 30 curfew for okay. when i was young so I, I could only catch moments like the next day or highlights so looking uh, back like what what's one of the memories that really sticks out to you like the first thing that i remember because we were in a on a vacation with family friends was phil playing the back nine when he won his first master snow four. Oh. oh wow yeah yeah, you were You're so young. I yeah, how old were you? Like most people, we get on like, oh, dude, Tiger would, yeah. '97. That was when I started playing golf. Seven years, just baby. seven and a half, maybe something yeah. like that. You're just yeah, a little fair. Nino at the time. Yeah, exactly. So everything before that, it's a little like, and, and I remember the chip in highlights the next morning. My dad showed yeah. me because he stayed up to watch it. Uh, Tiger's chip in highlights, obviously, is what I mean in '05. So it's uh, that's kind of the early. I remember watching his shot in '14, and just thinking, how the heck did that not go in? Yeah. Right. It just looked like it was going in, and uh, that's the first memory I have. Was the first time you went down Magnolia Lane? The first time you played mm-hmm. the Masters? Yeah. Did, oh wow. Yeah. Actually, not the Masters. I went about a month before, so that was the first time I went down Magnolia Lane. Well, tell us what that moment was like, because we're two guys that have never driven down Magnolia Lane. Oh, you want to? You're gonna be there? Yeah, I'm going, John. <laughs> so it's uh, it honestly, this every time after that feels the exact same. Good, bad, great. boring, great, great. I mean, butterflies on your stomach. Juices. You know you're in a special place. It's just it's a gas national. You know what it represents and what it means for everybody. It's you pumped. I mean, to say the least, you're really pumped. It's like the one place where like, okay, this is you're here. It's unique. It's very, very unique, and it's hard to explain unless you experience it yourself. Yeah, the lights are on. We, I mean, since you've come out, basically every major that comes up, your name that, that's very popular. People mm-hmm. picking you to win and things like that. This year, with what's going on with the baby situation, is it almost kind of a breath of fresh air for you, being that you're not under the radar? Like you'll never be under the radar, but you're probably flying as low on the radar as you possibly can going into a major for a long time. I honestly don't know. I'm not thinking about it. Um, I'm assuming uh, not that I'm gonna be a favorite, but I'll be up there within the favorites, right? So, because uh, again, we don't know what's gonna happen. I'm still going there to get ready to prepare to win. So. That's what I was going to ask. Is, is your preparation this year any different from last year? Nope. Well, that's good news. Yeah, no, I'm still going there for the committed to win. What now, do you... I'm sorry, go if, ahead. No, don't worry. If she goes into labor, obviously, that is that's the trump card, right? I mean, it's above all. So no matter what I'm doing and whatever I am, I'm, I'm back. 
That's, yeah, then it's toast. Yeah. Then it's a wrap. Well, what do you do leading into it? You're a guy that doesn't, you like to take the week off before major championships. What do you mm-hmm. do for Augusta specifically that you wouldn't do for like, uh, like, how do you prepare differently versus a regular tour event? So I did play the, the Houston Open once uh, my first year because that course was set up similar to Augusta. Since set, now it's San Antonio, which is not really anything close to what Augusta plays like, right? It's extremely windy, firm and fast. And Augusta the last few years has been rather soft. Uh, and it's wide open. I know San Antonio. I haven't been before. I see it's kind of narrow. Mm-hmm. And you need to shoot a billion and a half under par. And Augusta is not really like that. So it, it really doesn't set up like the best course to get ready for it. Um, and especially if you make it far in match play. It's such a draining week that just getting mentally rested is important. Uh, and a week like this, you know, I've been playing good. Uh, I've been really focused on trying to improve my putting because this year hadn't been great. And... It was better at match play, so keep working on what I was doing, just improving that. And then the usual stuff you do for Augusta, right? I mean, uh, very important lag putting, very important distance control. Uh, I would say that's the main two things that I, I would think of. Obviously, short game's important, but a lot of it is where you live yourself, right? Because if you live yourself in importance, in impossible spots, uh, doesn't matter who you are, you're not getting up and down. What's your schedule like once you get there? Like, is it 18 holes Monday, Tuesday? Obviously, there's par three, which isn't happening this year. True, yeah. I usually just play nine holes a day. Nine holes a day? Yeah. Just trying to stay fresh? Yeah. I mean, when I came early on and I was seeing courses for the first time, I would play 18. But at this point, uh, I've played it enough. And I feel like if I really focus on nine holes and do my job and just put in, you know, a lot of effort, uh, I'll get more out of it than if I just – you know, basically breeze through 18 holes. What's a nine-hole practice round at the Masters? Take three hours? Not really. It all depends uh, what time you go Yeah. and what nine you're going on. If you go early of the back nine, it, will take, it won't take that much time. What You're talking about you're working on a lot of lag plugging. Clearly, that's the thing that the, plays yeah. a big factor at Augusta. How hard is that to do? Like, you're here in Scottsdale right now. Augusta's greens are one of one. There's nothing mm-hmm. quite like that in the world. How do you practice that and try to simulate what Augusta's like when there's really nothing speed and slope-wise? Yeah, fine. it's well, you try to get it be as precise as you can be where you're at. And then uh, hopefully <laughs> the field transfers when you get to Augusta. To be honest, a lot of times I get there and I'm putting from memory. Like you, since it's the same setup every year, I have a memory of what the stroke is supposed to be. And I've heard Jordan Spieth say that before. And I've heard some other great players that have won the Masters and play good there say the same thing. You basically, like if I go to the, to Augusta on a week that's not the Masters when the greens are drastically slow, and I look at a putt that I've hit before, I still see the break and the feel the speed that I hit that one time. So it's it's a lot of memory putting because it is you know visually very deceiving, you know a lot of putts that don't look that fast are very fast and others that look fast are not that fast. It's it's a lot of just knowing the greens. Uh, it's probably one why first time players don't really win that often because mm-hmm. it's it's so you know it's a place that you learn how to play. Yeah, was it weird in November being that it was a little slower, a little softer, all that stuff, and all of a sudden you're hitting these putts that you've hit for a few years now, but it's it's completely different speed and break. I mean, for people that have played there, two days in a row on the fourth hole, I hit my shot into the middle of the green and the ball stayed on the slope. Hmm. I mean, that's just yeah, like it's completely goes 40, been, 40 feet away. Yeah, it never yeah. happened. To so the back right pin, I hit it 30 feet short left, stayed on the slope. Usually that rolls to 50 feet, which we take because it's an uphill putt, mm-hmm. and stayed on the slope. And I was like, I have no idea what to do. That's crazy. Yeah, it's some things that happen that usually don't happen. That's yeah. There were balls staying in spots that you'd never see them stay. Let's, yeah. Let's go through a little bit of the course though. Is there is there any hole at Augusta National that's given you trouble over the years? <laughs> uh, yeah. Or one that maybe doesn't fit your eye when you think about it. No, it's you know difficult tee shots for me because of Pello are are seven and seventeen because most of the time I've played this left to right wind to a fairway that slopes left to right, and as a fader of the golf ball, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And 17 is the same way? Yeah, they're pale. So yeah. it's it, it's really it's really hard. Nine is kind of the same way, but you can start it left of it, like over the trees, you have a little bit more room. Seven and 17, you have the trees right next to the tee, and you can't really do that. So it's uh, it's two of the most important tee shots on the course. Because seven, if you just put it on the fairway, especially with my length, you have a wedge in to a green that, you know, you can use the slopes to hit it close to, and same with 17. And if you miss the fairway, you're pretty much giving up being able to hit mm-hmm. the green and you need to survive for a par. So 
I would say those two are, are probably the ones that give me the hardest. Yeah, we, uh, we asked Larry Fitzgerald what his favorite course or favorite hole at Augusta National is, and he said number seven. And I said, why? And he goes, because I drove it one day. I was like, I think you're playing a little different tees than John Rahm's playing. Hold on, he drove the green? Yeah, well, th- he's playing the member tees. But yeah, he drove it on the green. You should just drive it this yeah, year, just dude. Yeah, do that. You should just <laughs> knock, you should <laughs> just just knock it on. He drove the green? That's what he told us, sitting right here in that seat. Hold on, he must right have there. hit it through the five-yard gap yeah. between the bunkers. Yeah, yeah when he, he said that, I was like, I don't know where you're playing from, but... Still well, a no, good he, shot, yeah. but yeah, you got to drive it through the little yeah, yeah, he sliver. Can, well, I'm, first, of all, on. first of all, if you've played with Larry, I'm surprised he hit driver. Let's just start with that. Yeah, <laughs> really true. surprised he hit no driver. No desert at Augusta. <laughs> true, very true. <laughs> but is the is the like the narrative at Augusta going is it favors drawers and all this stuff? You're one of the best drivers in the world, but you fade it all the time. Is that narrative like overblown? You don't you don't find any trouble with the, like number two or or some of the other draw hole like thirteen or whatever, being that you fade the ball. You hear that a lot, but who's got the most amount of Masters wins? Good point. Mm-hmm. Jack, Jack Nicholas. What did he hit? Fade. I know it's a different golf course, but rule kind of still applies. I mean, Tiger, um, Tiger didn't necessarily draw it. Yeah, and honestly, sometimes the way the holes play, you can still fit a fade on two. I've seen, I've done it, and Dustin not seen it. You can still hit it over the corner and fade it back. That's not. Uh, it can happen. Thirteen is the one where I just hit a three wood usually and live it short of the trees through, and that's it. But uh, I think the harder one for fader is 14 if it's firm. Mm, yeah. Because if you get it going mm-hmm. a little right for anybody, actually, yeah. that ball just keeps going out to the right. Bounce so, yeah. yeah, that's a deceivingly hard tee shot. It's looking like it's going to be a rather warm, nice weather week at Augusta. So it's going yeah, to be have, running. I have yet to experience that. So I don't know. <laughs> how, how often are you going down before? How many practice rounds do you play typically? I haven't gone this year. Not once? I mean, we just played in November. It's not like it was that long ago. Yeah. True. And different, different conditions. Well, and you also have COVID's made it extremely difficult, right? So I did go before the Masters in November. I haven't gone since. Take us to the the first tee on Thursday. Mm-hmm. You've played tons of PGA Tour events, tons of majors. Are the nerves on the first tee Thursday at the Masters worse than a normal event? No, but it is something special. Yeah, That's a thing, right? Um, you know, you have – all the patrons literally on the tee box right there. Uh, it is always packed, and the way they introduce you is just so unique. Right? I mean, four please, John Ram now driving, and everybody there just completely goes quiet, and then you go, and it's 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 a unique unique experience. Plus, if you're a little nervous, is because one could be one of the hardest tee shots on the golf course, and it's like okay, let's start it the right way. Right? Yeah. It's it's uh, it's an important tee shot, more than a lot of other opening tee shots. Well, let's talk about something you kind of touched on it just a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. but you've been a big proponent of you. You don't like green books, green reading books. Colt hates them. I hate them. We have a lot in common here. We're great talents. We're very handsome men and we hate green reading books. <laughs> Do you wish like green reading is a skill, right? I mean, that's kind of mm-hmm. your argument here. You you love the fact, obviously, that Augusta doesn't happen. Do you wish that the more PGA Tour events just said we don't use these things and they're outlawed? I mean, I just I mean, you just said it uh, being able to read a green and see the line and start the ball online with the right speed and all that. It's all talent. Uh, and we had this conversation once. I think some people are born better putters than others, but you can develop this skill. You can develop green rating skills. You can develop that feel. Uh, and the greens boost are taken away from the game. That's what I feel like. It's, it's part of what it's always been, right? And I would say... More than us and more than the generation that's playing now, ask the older generations what they think about it. Oh, I would love to know what, what uh, people like, like Zinger, Faxon, Jack, you know, other people that played before us, what they think about it. I mean, you look at a guy, Brad Faxon, who made, made his money on the, on the putting green. I mean, he wasn't the greatest ball striker in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that was his advantage, was reading yeah. greens and, and being a great putter. Mm-hmm. And with these books, you, you take away one of his weapons. Well, it's, you're helping, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, you're helping a handicap. Yeah, I right. hate it. It's like lies it's, around the green for short game. Like, you, oh, this one's going to come out dead. This one's going to come out hot. Like, exactly. there's a skill to that, and you get it from hitting millions and millions of chips and over your life, and well, then you, you have that skill. And if someone came over and was like, I mean, it's not quite the same, but came over and was like, oh, that's going to come out really hot, that's mm-hmm. that's useful to know. To me, the greens books, it's almost like if you compare it, you just said it. It's like, oh, statistically, I'm not as good a chipper as Colt, so I get to place my ball in a good lie. You can't because you're good, but I get to place it because I'm not as good. Or, oh, you don't hit it as far as, as we do, so we're just going to let you go one tee box out. That's just not, it's, it's not how it goes, right? So uh, I think each one has their own skills and talents, and 
you, you develop what you want and you do what you want with it. But uh, I don't think Greens Books should be a thing. I just get them out. Yeah. Yes. Do you think you have a bigger advantage at Augusta being that there are no green books as opposed to other places on the greens? <laughs> think about who always puts good at Augusta. Jordan. Jordan. Who else? Well, I haven't played there yet. I like putting there, obviously. Patrick Reed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Phil, if you start thinking about all these great putters, most of them, a lot of them field putters that will use the greens book when they need to. But you get there, you forget about it. Right, you just don't think, and you use your feel, and all these great people start see, making just, everything. It's crazy. See, I feel like if for me, like if I'm looking at the greens book, and I mean, you feel you're a feel putter as well. I mean, you mm-hmm. you, you look at the line, and you think it's right edge, okay? You're from ten feet, and then you pull out the greens book, and it says it's going the other way. Like that would mess with my head and drive me crazy. Well, like, I, I don't oh. use them. Well, I know. I'm just saying, if you did, yeah, that's though, why. That's why. Like, I how don't. do you how do you hit a good putt then after that? You're like, okay, I think it's going left. This book says it's going right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who's right? I mean, see, so my my caddy buys them. For the maybe once every three tournaments, mm-hmm. I ask him to read a putt, and he needs it because obviously he's not looking at everything, and he might help him out. But I just, I I don't think it would help me, but I just don't think it's good for the game. You know how much those green books cost, too, Sleeves? I bet they can charge whatever they want. What are they? One hundred and fifty bucks. You reimburse Adam like for a that? Discount. I'm just kidding. I feel like you he's go out doing there, just fine. If you went out there and made your own, <laughs> if you wanted to go around, he gets Augusta it. Though, he started. gets it for himself, though. Yeah. He hasn't asked. I would if he asked. Oh, well, you better he's hope probably, you listen to this. You're going to have to add 150 to his check each week. He's probably just fine. But I feel like if you went out there this, and you wanted to it's make your own. It's a work expense. There yeah. you go. There you go. It's, it's a write-off. It's a write-off. Write yeah, we're big tax guys. Sorry, right? I got you all three times. No, you're fine. I was saying, if if I if you want to go out there and make your own mm-hmm. and be like, okay, when I'm the pins over here and I'm here, this putt breaks more to the left than I think or something like like I'd be okay oh, with that. But having these topography people come in or whatever it's called. And chart I'm like, this is two degrees, this is three degrees, and all that. So I think that's bullshit. So I'm perfectly fine with, because I did it in college, right? Uh, and your home event, when you know where the pins are going to be, mm-hmm. I basically potted and wrote down the breaks. Yeah. Right? I'm perfectly fine with you doing your own job, not somebody coming in with some machine and telling you exactly how it's going to go. You can spend whatever time you want doing that and writing down. That's what I'm sure Phil has done. That's what I'm sure Tiger's done. If they haven't done it, it's because they remember, but they've they've done it. A lot of people have done it, and the advantage of being on the Masters more years than others, that should be to your advantage, right? That's that's or any other event for that matter. It's if you want to go ahead and do your homework and putt to every single pen and put a line or how it's gonna break somewhat, go ahead. But just the whole thing that is given to you and anybody yeah. can go and take it because you can't access it in amateur games, right? It's only once you turn pro. I just. I don't. I got an argument with someone on Twitter one day about this greens book thing, and they they brought up the yardage book. They're like, "Well, you should have to ban yardage books." Looking at a target and seeing how far it is should be a skill as well. I'm like, that is not even close to the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I, I like, mean, listen, if you have that talent, good for you. Yeah, that would be amazing. It would be. Come on. But the yardage book's just telling you how far something is. It's not telling you where to hit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's not giving you the cheat code. It's yeah. just like the bunker's 285 yards to the front. 300 to cover. Yeah. yeah. That's it's not, not telling you you should hit three wood or, hey, it's going to bounce left when it gets up there or anything like that. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. And there's an just... infinite amount of places you can play from tee to green. There's one place that every ball has got to go, and that's in the, in the hole. Yeah. T- I mean, I think it's also the appearance of aim point obviously led to a lot of this, right? Having the percentage and, and the whole thing is it, going to help you out, which I still don't know how they do that at Augusta when you have one of those. When you put inside with or nine, where you just go like this, nine fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go like that, right? Okay, there you go. You can't even see the hole; it's just all covered up. Yeah, you're you're a field player with everything. Are you? Are you? What? Give us. Give the listeners a look into like your lessons. Do you take any? How, how often do you putting? Take no, full swing putting, whatever, anything. I haven't changed my swing mechanics in so long. Probably going on close to ten years now, or more. Actually, more than that. So that it, it's always one of like three things. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I was going to ask, what when something what gets off, they? what is it? I, so it can be, a lot of times what happens is, if I explain it, I don't load my right hip properly, which makes my hands to go out and too much of a boat wrist. It gets too laid off and I start towing and going left. Right, I just can't move properly. Uh, a lot of times my weight gets a little bit on my heels and pretty much the same thing. Um, it's nice to know that only three things can go wrong. Yeah. Well, which is one of the reasons why I'm, consistent is because yeah. on the golf course i can assess myself if i miss three in a row left i'm like okay something's up and i can kind of figure it out to where i manage and i'm not gonna you know the some days are bad and they're bad just not feeling good but i can try to manage around the golf uh, and at least try to predict what i'm gonna do 
Sure. Yeah. And I feel like that's old school too. Like guys back in the day didn't have as much swing instruction. They didn't have all the video and the camera and mm -hmm. they could self-correct and around better because they know, hey, I got these yeah. three things I do. Nowadays, guys get it going both ways on the course. I'm like, got to get on, got to get to the range, got to get my guy, got to get some camera and do all that stuff. Well, I usually, if I play really bad, I don't even want to go to the range. If you play bad, you don't go to the range. Well, I usually hardly ever go back to the range after yeah. a round, uh, tournament round, just because... I don't know. I'm not used to it. If I'm playing good, I'll just keep the good vibes and go home and rest. I always prioritize rest for a long career. That's that's where I am. Uh, if I feel like I'm close to figuring something out, I will, and maybe hit 20 balls. Like I don't go and hit another hundred. You know, I won't do that. So it's just I rarely go practice after a round of golf. Uh, Very interesting. Well, we all three had that in common. <laughs> other than yep. that, no practice where's the range don't care i gotta ask you this i will before though that's a thing i'll try to do it before yeah i gotta ask you this because spain has an incredible history at the masters mm -hmm. i mean five green jackets yep jose marie Seve, and sergio how big is the masters over in spain like when one when sergio won like how big a deal was that over there i wasn't there so i can't tell you well, but you it's, should, it's you talk to people over there it's a huge thing especially because it was was Sergio won in 17, so 2017. Eight, 18 years since the last one. And especially being Sergio, it was his, what, 74th attempt at a major with how close he came so many times. Uh, I think it was a big sign of relief for the whole country, you know. Uh, it's uh, It was a great moment for him and for all of us just because, especially being the Masters, I think everybody would have loved to be something that Spain hasn't won yet, but to continue that tradition yeah. on Sevi's birthday. Yeah, that's Because he crazy. won on Sevi's birthday. You knew something had to happen that yeah. day, right? It's it, it was unique, and it is an important event. It is it is big. That's uh, so cool. Yeah. I still think, as Europeans, though, the Open has a big impact in everybody. Yeah. I think the Open is much bigger there than it is here. As, I mean, I think rightfully so. It should be. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Have you ever sat down with Jose Maria or Sergio and you know picked their brain about Augusta? Of course. What they say? What are the secrets? You should get one of these green jackets. Shoot the lowest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, Ollie did tell me this once. I was playing with him. And because all they show you at Agasta is all the flop shots and all the things people do, right? And this and that. So I'm like out there trying to do all these things. And it's like, you know, John, you can actually do a lot of things just bumping it and going low. And I was like, huh? And I was like, well, he's won here twice, right? I mean, he might know something, a couple of things. <laughs> and I started trying to see in it that way. And it is true. I mean, a lot of times you're better off bumping it. It was built as a link style golf course. So it does make sense that a lot of times you can use the contours and skip it and be able to to keep it low and and use the spin or not spin to be able to hit some shots. Is that the thing you've learned the most? Like people say, you know, rookies tend to not do well there. You get better as you play the place more often. Is that the thing you've learned? Is everything you've learned about Augusta playing the four events that you have all like around the greens more God, or less? I think that T20, is it 27? T27 your first yeah. year. I think that's worse than I really played because I finished like bogey triple or something like that. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I was gassed out. Yeah. I played so much golf right before that because I wasn't into the Masters or anything like that that uh, I, I was tired at that point. And I played better than it reflects. I was top 15 for the better part of a tournament with a chance of top 10 on my first attempt, which was pretty good. I mean, I was happy with it. I think this was before I had to pay up my bet with Phil when you finished 27th, because I don't think I was too disappointed when you tripled the last. No, oh. you weren't. I don't wow. think you were top 10 in the so world I, yet. I, yeah, I, this, I cracked, this all makes mm, sense interesting. now. I cracked the top 10 in Colonial. Yep, at Colonial. Yeah. So Augusta, when he it made had trip, to happen I was like, in Texas. That's a lot of points. It had to happen in Texas. That was just perfect. <laughs> you should give me a little bit of that money back. Come me or him? You, you're you rich. Me? Well, so is he. So is the yeah, other guy. But, but so he ain't gonna give it back. I, I, well, I mean, it was, I had no part to that. God, that was your. You choice. didn't even know what was going on, did you? No, but Phil had told me. Uh, he did tell me <laughs> that. What he told you, he did tell me, John. I said, right now you're a top ten player in the world. When you tell that to a college kid, I'm like, man. He's lying. Like, he well, he lies and he's wrong a lot. I'm so, like, he's, he's you get you he's just, never wrong. <laughs> it's like you're just trying to get my you know my confidence up going to conference or something like that, right? Like, yeah. You know, Tim might have said like, hey, it's not like I'm lacking confidence, but I'm like, yeah, whatever. There's like, just, I, I mean, not that I didn't believe so myself, but I was like, he's just trying to be nice. Yeah, that's one of the yeah. few times. Yeah. And one of the very few times, and he was right, which is also a which is really good. Phil. Yeah, it was two years, right? If rarely, you just rarely held wrong. off for a little longer. We would have been fine. We're not going to get into it. I'm still upset about it. I'm <laughs> having to. Do, I'm having to do this podcast to get back to even. Okay, <laughs> you, got, you got a few more to go. Yeah, <laughs> got a few. Let's talk some Ryder Cup because it is. Do you know it's Ryder Cup year? 
No, I think. Are you aware of that, dude? You. It's only in a few months. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, yeah dude. Appreciate gotta, it. We had, ready. It's, we had, in, it's in the U.S. We had Podrick here, and he said you're on his radar. So yeah, dude. You, you got that a, going for you. You got a good chance yeah. of making the team. I don't want to <laughs> put too much pressure on you, but you keep doing what you're doing, you might get out there. All right, but let's do talk Ryder Cup because you, you were on the winning team last time in Paris. Steamrolled all that in front of your home fans. Now it's coming back over here. Does party? You, you seem like a guy that thrives on the energy and things like that. Is party looking forward to playing in the states? And oh, you yeah. got a lot of fans here, but for the first time, you might be a guy. They're not rooting against, but they they ain't gonna be rooting for you. For the first time. I mean, you're a guy that gets, you have a lot of fans, dude. Oh, I do. But that's a European in the U.S. Come Stateside. on, man. I've 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 heard it all. But I know Ryder Cup is different, so I am looking forward to it. Yeah, of course. Is the one time where we get to feel like we're you know athletes from another sport. Like, I can't imagine with some, you know, with some here and going back to certain stadiums. So I, I really, I'm looking forward to it, yeah. Can you compare the nerves first tee Ryder Cup, like first tee at Masters? No, you can't. It's, it's just not even close? No, nah, it's uncomparable. You can't. It's it's not even close to the same thing. Like, is it to the point where, like, you struggle to tee your ball up or you're just like, oh, my God, how am I going to hit this golf ball? Well, uh Given the fact that I had a, you know, we were playing in pairs, which is not the easiest opening tee shot. Yeah, he had like a four. It was an that iron. Oh, no, it was, we, it was 8 a.m. and he was freezing. I had three wood in hand. Okay. Yeah, it was cold. That's even heading. worse. Uh, Well, no. Top glove. I was planning on one of spinny fates. Like, okay. Yeah. A little necker out there? No, I did. I just tried to get the crowd riled up like it was the 16th in Scottsdale. Because mm. I was like, I, I don't want to hear crickets. Like, I want to just get the, the noise going so I forget about what's going on inside. And that's kind of what I did. Well, what are you going to do with Whistling Straits? Because if you tell them to get loud, they're just going to be quiet. No, I'm just, it's, you're in hostile territory. Just go and do it. It's what, you know You know what to expect, right? So you just I bet they'll get loud for you. We need to come up with some songs for the first year. European, I mean, if, stateside. now the one thing is, this might be the one year where we'll have very little representation in the Ryder Cup because of COVID, right? I don't know how many people will be able to come and how many people will be actually be able to attend. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm hoping we can get full numbers, but... If we can, I think by September. Yeah, hopefully. Well, it's Some just places, how many Europeans are going to be able to come? That's the thing, right? So. Oh yeah. Yeah, with the quarantine that's and all that, oh, it's so going to be heavy. All heavy U.S. Oh, red, God. white, and blue. For so there days. might be, like you said, no noise if I try to get anybody going. We can yeah, be bought. Yeah, I'm we, just saying, we, you can have two European team. I'll Olay the out shit there. out of you yep. if you want it. <laughs> Somebody will end up coming. Somebody you give me that yeah, there's, gonna, there's gonna be some dudes in blue dressed up out there. I'll yeah. give you another thing that's gonna fluff your confidence, kind of the way Phil did. But we, like, I, like Colt said, Roger Captain, Roger Carrington mm-hmm. in here recently. We asked him if Team Europe had a ten footer with the Ryder Cup on the line, win or lose, who do you want hitting it? Who do you think you said? I mean, it seems like an obvious answer. Right Victor now. Perez. Agreed. Ian Pope. No. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you, bro. Which leads us to believe you might make the squad. I'll take it. Uh, that's a good That's, pretty, a, that's, that's, a, that's yeah, a pretty big feather yeah. in the cap. But it's you have an opportunity, right? Uh, I'd rather be the one who's putting than the one watching. Because yeah. you have the opportunity to be the one who makes the putt. I'd rather be a Martin Keimer. And yeah. I said at but the then time. then you could also be Bernhard. It's all right. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough Not one. Not everybody. Like, I feel like all 12 people on that team will be looking forward to that responsibility. Yeah. Do you think so. so? Do you think that's the case? Because I said when he said that, I said I think John is one of the, I didn't mention Europe specifically, but one of the few people in, who like really want that big, big stage, the ultimate mm-hmm. moment, do or die, yeah. all that. And I yeah. think you do it. I don't know that that's true. I for think that's what separates the great players from. The I, good. I, well, I completely agree, but I think there's a lot of guys that would gladly be on the side and be like, "Thank God I don't have this putt." You would be able to have to say even before you hit the bat, the putt that you experienced something that maybe how many people have that have had that in their hands handful maybe right so you've gone you've gone through an experience that not many people have had and if you make it you're definitely going through a feeling that nobody has gone through Mm -hmm. right so right it's like i mean having an extra point to win the super bowl do you want it or not yeah of course you want it it's a tough situation i mean you look what happened with hunter mayhan over at glen eagles against Graham mcdowell i mean that that's ruined him for quite a while yeah that can stink that can stay with you for a long time it's it can but yeah, I, it, I like the can. fact that you're like, yeah, I want that. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted that. to add the last putt. That's cool. But I think that's what makes you different than a lot. Of, I think there's a lot of guys. They might say that in real life, say that in front of a microphone, but in real life, they'd be like, no, nah, I don't like. They'd be more than happy being on the sidelines. Yeah, I mean, it, I but you know. ain't one of them. Yeah, it, it's just yeah. I mean, you you get it. You make it or you don't make it, but you have the opportunity, which is the most incredible thing. 
with that new Odyssey putter, you're probably definitely gonna roll it right in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you slid into that thing quick too. I remember when we were playing a while back, you just made the switch. You had a long time to put the putter in the bag, and you said it might take mm. a while. And then a couple of weeks later, you were right. Let's talk about. You were right I went through there. a couple though. I went yeah. through a few. Went you did. A few of them. Yeah. Let's you wanna, talk about the equipment, equipment change. Equipment? Right. Yeah, in yeah. general, because I mean that was a that was big news when you figure somebody wants to know, yeah. right? So. You, I mean, you you came out 2021. You got the Callaway flat bill on, which you're not wearing anymore. Yeah, I got that. He didn't fit very well. Yeah, we noticed. <laughs> so he's got a large dome too. Well, they, they didn't have the, they didn't have the new that Maverick had to add in Hawaii. Yeah, capital. So that's why I had the flat bill, and then after that, they have the the ones I liked. But how's how's the transition been? Pretty easy. E- easier than I thought. Really? I, I'm not gonna lie, fully honest, and I've told Callaway this. Yeah. I've told everybody around me. I was expecting to struggle for a little bit. Really? Like expecting to struggle. You're, you're doing 14 clubs on a ball. I mean, it's a big deal. Yes. Uh, and it kind of reversed. I thought the driver was going to be hard to transition into, and it wasn't. I thought the putter was going to be hard, easy to transition into, and it wasn't. Uh, I thought the ball was going to be a lot harder to get used to, and it wasn't. So it was a bit different to what I was expecting, right? Um, I The one thing, I did play Callaway Irons in college. I had a two balls for about 13 years of my life. So... I had certain experience, so it's uh, it wasn't overall as difficult as I thought it was going to be. I'm very happy with it. Did you do it? You, you, it looked like you did it all at once. I mean, you came mm-hmm. out there one day and we played. You had everything in there. Was there any hesitation? Because like Rory did this a while back after going from Nike, and he was like, "In hindsight, I might not should have done 14 at once and said, okay, let's get the ball dialed, and then we got that figured. Now go to the irons.' But you just did it all at once. So, I had the opportunity. All I had to play this year was the ball, mm. and I think. They had Callaway had the confidence on their staff and their equipment that they're going to figure it out. If you put the pressure on me, like you have to play all 14, it might have not gone as well. But since I'm doing it willingly, I was like, you know, I think it was a lot easier. Plus, when I did it, it was right after the Masters. Uh, I already given the news to TaylorMade and Callaway what was going on. I came home, rested one day, and went straight to, to San Diego and spent four days, day and night, getting things fitted i mean the amount of balls i hit and then when i came back the amount of time i put to get used to it was more than i've ever really done uh, i basically didn't have an off season because i was getting ready for it so it's not only the fact that it was good equipment it's the fact that i put in so much work to be able to play with it and even then i still had a couple things to adjust but i think that's why i played so good right i put in the time to be able to get used to it that's what's crazy you spent four days at callaway then you come home and do it and, and the, the listeners at home go to whatever golf store they are and hit a few into a simulator like oh this thing's the best thing I'll I've ever take had. it Boom, throw it in the back tomorrow well, the crazy thing this gave me a little confidence after those four days I come back home go to play with my buddies shoot 59 I'm glad I wasn't there I would have lost a lot 14 clubs and a ball That's pretty first good. time I'm on the course with everything shoot 59 I was like well this works right so it has got a fine tune but yeah it was uh that's crazy yeah that's a, a pretty good Pretty one good for transition. one, 59, no big yeah. deal. I'll try the new shit. Oh, yeah, 59? Cool. Yeah, and then, I mean, like, you want to shoot 59, just go buy some Callaway stuff. Yeah, dude, there the, the guys There's at Callaway were pretty happy, obviously. Since then, I mean, we just tweaked the driver, tweaked the two-iron, and the putter. The putter was been the hardest yeah. thing. Yeah, okay, that's that's a good question. So, before, were you a guy that tweaked much throughout the season? No, once it's said, I don't like to change anything. Okay, so now, still not much tweaking mm-hmm. since you got on? A lot of it is early on, and the hardest thing is, you're here in Arizona, weather's perfect. There's hardly ever any wind except today, right? And the ball flights relatively straight. So it's easier to get fitted here. And then my first tournament is Hawaii, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, it's hard to gauge what's going on. So you need a couple of rounds and then you have Tori. And after Tori, I was able to figure something out. Yeah. That's a good, I mean, yeah, because you, you put a new ball in play and you're playing out here, no wind, nothing. Mm-hmm. You go over there and you know how the old ball is going to react to a 20 mile an hour wind. That first time. That's exactly when I said, when I'm saying I didn't expect to play good, I did not expect to play. I was expecting to hit good shots and certain things happened. And I did have some moments that weren't that good, but I still was getting top tens, which, hey, I mean, clearly, you know, I wasn't too far away. Winning's hard. And you're not a guy that tinkers like based on course setup, right? You got your 14 gamers and you go, you're not like, oh, maybe I'll put a five wood in or maybe I'll put a driving iron or whatever. I have a five wood and a driving iron and it depends on the week I'll play. Throughout most of the West Coast swing, I'm, I'm going with the five wood. What about at Augusta? Most likely five wood. It all depends. Sometimes there's certain wind conditions, part threes, you know, you might need the, the two iron. We'll go to the two iron. But uh, if you think, it's usually like, I might need it on two, I might need it on eight, I might need it on 15. Mm-hmm. You, know, you might need a certain certain hole. So that's that's what we go with. That's cool. That's it. 
Well, you've obviously been here before. You know mm-hmm. what's coming next. It's Emergency 9, but this is a special Masters edition. So okay. it's not going to be anything like it was before. This is all Masters related because this is our Masters special for Golf Subpar. Oh, well, thank you for, for choosing all me. All right, so we're going yeah, to have a little trivia. We're going to have a little trivia in here as well. So oh, trivia, okay. Well, trivia you, and some other stuff. Is it rapid fire? or nah, kind of, just you can think. You I can mean, elaborate you can if you want. Look it up on your phone, but yeah, you can go into it. <laughs> oh, I can't cheat? Okay. All right, Horton Smith won the first Masters in 1934. Remember watching it? Oh. Okay. Yeah, you were negative 70. Let's go. How much did he win, and what was the total purse? Ooh. 1934. Ah. Do, in, do quick inflation. Well, in I like I, I know the stories of like Jack's first check being like seventy dollars, right? So I can only imagine. I actually have no idea. Okay, um, let's say total purse. God, I'm clueless. I'm I'm so clueless. That's yeah, tough. Uh, I'll say total purse is just in the thousands, somewhere in the thousands. Yeah, Five thousand total purse. Not a bad event on the jicky. I was gonna say four thousand, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. So, it's in the thousands. I mean, was the winner still getting eighteen percent? Close. Really? No, not really. He got fifteen hundred bucks. For Actually, winning. pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fifteen hundred. So, not a bad week's yeah. work. Yeah, I yeah, got thirty percent. Almost four hundred yeah. a day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would have. I, I, I mean, fifteen hundred. Sounds like a nice jicky jack, dude. It's the first one. I mean, you don't know. Oh yeah, it's incredible. All right, I got you, I got you one here. This is my only trivia one. But you made an ace on sixteen last November, skipping it across the water yeah. on sixteen, right? Can you name the other two players who have done that? VJ Singh and Martin Keimer. Okay, good. You're one. You're one and one. Yep. Good job. Good. Good job. All right. I've Did seen you know that before. prior to you making it? Yeah. Okay. I've seen both videos before. Mine kind of seemed anticlimactic compared to that. Nobody there. Like that was how. I mean, that place would erupt. Yeah. So the only erupt. people and, was. And then you make another one. You made two or whatever. Two and two days. Oh, so both days I was playing with Ricky. The day before I did it on four. Yeah. And then the next day with Ricky again on sixteen like that. What hey, are you Ricky, thinking? Follow me around. Point? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I hope we're paired together, That's, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. What are you thinking at that point? Like, this is my week, or I'm using all my shit up on the practice rounds. I'm thinking about it too much. It was my birthday. I was happy. Yeah, yeah 26. Birthday too. gift, right? Happy Augusta birthday, was giving me a birthday gift. Happy birthday, dude. Thank I you. I love that. All right. Augusta National is famous for their pimento cheese sandwiches. First, have you had one? No. Wow, that seems wow, sacrilege. Good. Okay. That seems sacrilege. <laughs> maybe you just maybe you just take a bite and it's kind of yeah, history. Dude, I, mean, I honestly haven't like well we I haven't seen like your chef doesn't cook you up a little something when you're in the house. No, I mean when we're in the players' lounge and all that, it's not like they have it everywhere, right? I feel like I just I mean I, I bet if ask, you ask, they bring you one. No, I could ask for it. I just haven't. Maybe slide right. one of those. I down. was told once it was like if you look at it and see it, it just doesn't look appetizing, but then it tastes good. I'm like I agree know. with that. I'm like, I don't and know. it's just a thing you got to do. It's just like going to a football game first time getting a hot dog or something. You got to slide one of those down the. Well, this wasn't the question. Yeah. We but, usually go for the fried chicken. Yeah. Though. Okay. There you go. All right. Well, first off, you haven't had one. Second off, so another math question: How many Mentos cheese sandwiches could you get for a hundred dollars at Augusta National? ASU Ooh. math. Because I know this. In the where are you buying it though? No, at the concession stand at Augusta. Yeah, because they still they keep the original prices, right? Yeah. Like, like the the whole thing is. Like yeah, nothing's changed over the years. Thirty so. bucks, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I said a hundred. Hundred sandwiches. Sorry, how many sandwiches? You how many sandwiches <laughs> could you get? Sorry, how many sandwiches you get for a hundred dollars? You just confused me. They I know. I confused Hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still uh, blown away you had one. No, I know, I know. It's, it's got to be. I mean, I'll say that less than a dollar, especially when they started. Two hundred? No, they're a dollar fifty each. You can get sixty six. They were a dollar fifty back then. Well, I don't know. That's what they are now. Maybe you show up, up with a hunch, though. I don't know. They were. I think you can order the, the whole menu for like less than a hundred. You can order the whole menu for less than a hundred. Yeah, it is. It's between breakfast, lunch, drinks. You can drinks, eat until everything. your stomach bursts for a hundred dollars and drink. See, so I mean, bucks. I don't go to the concession stand. You haven't, you haven't. You haven't slid into the patron section and watched. I'll them. get you one. <laughs> well, I, I have good. You know. Going off my line off the tee and going to certain and places. Been near the concession. Never store. near the concession. You no. get a pimento cheese sandwich and a beer for six fifty. Bring ten bucks with you next time. That's better than going to a baseball game and uh, going two beers and nachos for like forty five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty good deal. <laughs> Slightly different. Yeah, slightly. Yeah, different. okay. Then you go over to the merchandise section. You might want to bring a little bit more money. All right, here we go. Oh, next okay. question. No par three contest this year. We talked about that, but assuming there was, okay, no par three champion has ever gone on to win the Masters that week. If you were leading the par three tournament going oh. into the ninth hole and you needed par to win would you tank or would you win tank 100 percent. 100 i would too dude i you wouldn't don't even challenge I, would, I don't even put myself in that situation what i do is i just try to make hole in ones and then kelly putts 
Oh, That's she what we go, go all with. the way around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you don't make it on the first hole, she puts and you're DQ'd anyway. Oh, she, I mean, every, everybody's yeah. caddy putts. Perfect. So okay. like, I, yeah, if she I, starts making. So then once I hit the six feet, yeah, you can putt, honey. Go ahead. If yeah, I'll just align the putter. Though. She's made a few, but yeah, no. If I don't make a hole in one, I just you can putt. Say hey, babe, relax with the putt. I just go there for the for the glassware, right? Like if you get the closest to the mm-hmm. hole and you, they get the the little jars and things like that, I don't go for the win. I do know closest to ever win both was Ray Floyd. Uh, when Faldo beat him on the playoff. I'm glad you yeah, got you that just right. Don't want to the questions. You just yeah. don't want to challenge history at that point. Ray Floyd was the closest. I wonder if he was thinking about it. That was, I mean, hmm. Padraig Harrington told us he tried to win every time. He yeah, was he, trying, said, he, was he said to break he didn't the care. He was trying to do it. I think, Certain he, people would want to win He's won a few it. times, right? Has he? Uh, who else has won? I think has Luke Donald won it? I thought I don't Padraig know. won a couple of par three. He may have. He was trying, definitely. I think half the field ain't trying to win it. Plus, maybe. Yeah, you don't want to risk that. Go for fun, yeah. Yeah. All right. You gotta think about this one. Go with a little one next time, Super. Yeah. You're the Masters <laughs> champion. Okay, you come back the next year. You're defending champion. You got the the dinner. You got everything. But the tradition is, you have to put the green jacket on whoever wins. You're not gonna win this year. You're not gonna repeat. You can pick any player to put the jacket on. Who would it be? <clears throat> I'll say a fellow Spaniard. Well, I need a name. Well, it's disappointing. You're going Rafa, whoever makes Spanish. it. Sergio. So if both Sergio and Rafa are there, trying to see who like the best. If, <laughs> if both Sergio and Rafa are there, and it's just the three of us, Sergio has won one. I would love to put it on Rafa and be another Spanish player to win the Masters. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not that hard of a question. Yeah. Well, I'm a little insulted by that, being that I'm former world number one. We didn't even talk about that. Let's uh, <laughs> get into that a little bit. Later. Oh, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure you'll bring that up. One B, right? Yeah. One. B- that's all it takes, dude. You know, I'm only I'm a very selective player. I only play a couple events a year. You would beat number world number one. You slide into this one spot. That's the whole deal. All right, here we go. You, you get one mulligan in your master's career up to this point. Where would you take it? One mulligan. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, 2018, six, uh, 15th hole. Break. break walk, it down. walk us through it. So I just made birdie on 13, 14. I think I got to 12 under par, and P. Reed was at 14. Or 15 under. Um, and I'm on the right semi-rough to that middle pin, like the one in the middle of the green. And I have a six iron because it usually comes out hot out of there. And the wind's gusting a little bit. And I'm aiming to the right half of the green. Ricky just hit it to 40 feet, right? And I'm like, I tell Adam, hey, listen, I need to go hard at this one regardless. So I'm going to aim there. If I pull it, it should cover. And I ever so slightly pulled it, but I didn't pull it like compressed pull. It was just thin. And he landed on the last... It was right on line with the pin on the last inch of the slope and then bounced up and then trickled back down into the water. Mm. So if that ball carries a foot, I have 15 feet straight off for ego, um, but it didn't. So if I were to do it again, just make sure I'm not making a bogey. Yeah. That would have been, if I make a par, even Ricky after that, he birdied there, par 16 and birdied 18 and ended up being one back. But, you know, it would have been, if I make birdie, I get to 13 under like yeah. he was, you never know. Yeah, and you're rolling with three holes to play. Mm-hmm. There you go. Tweets. All right. I could also say the eagle putt on 13 from like 10 feet that I left short somehow. Don't leave it short. Well, Remember, so hey, if you, you have that putt a... next, if you have that putt this week. Well, if I had a green book, if I had a green book, I would have known he goes. Memory. It's slower. If I had a green book, I would have known he goes slightly up at the end. But I didn't. All right, anyways. Next exactly. trivia. Next <laughs> trivia question. What is longer? Magnolia, Magnolia Lane or Bryson DeChambeau's average tee shot on the PGA Tour this year? What the heck do I know? What's his average tee shot? That you shouldn't you, well, guess. I don't even know how long Magnolia Lane is. Well, see, that's, that's that a, makes oh, it a, a very tough Hold question. Hold on, no, it's, uh, it's Bryson's tee shots. <laughs> no, it's not. Bryson, Bryson's averaging 320.8 off the tee. Magnolia Lane is 330 yards long. God, I'm going based on the, the, the old range. Oh. But the, that Magnolia Lane does start on the road, technically, right? Or does it start with the trees? I don't know. Start? The internet told me it's 330. Does it long. start on? I haven't the, been there. Does John. it start on Washington Road, or does it start on the trees? We're just gonna say you're wrong again. The internet. Well, I'm wondering. Lie. I'm just wondering. <laughs> I don't know where they start either. That's hey. If I can sneak onto Magnolia Lane, this I'll I'll walk it off for you. Measure that. Yes. Precisely. Walk it off. Yeah. Laser I'm not it. gonna run. But it's not allowed. <laughs> yeah, we figured. La- right. Laser it. Yeah, laser that. Well, thing. I guess he goes all the way to the clubhouse. So yeah, it makes sense. Okay, I'm surprised it's only that that's that short. Okay, it feels longer, which is great. Yeah, it I mean, feels like just, the pictures make it look. So one time like you're driving like mile. one mile an hour, like it's just just soaking it in. Can you see any of the holes when you're driving in? No. Mm-hmm. So you see the old range, and then to the left is probably the greatest 
short game facility ever that's not used. It's not used? No, it's the old chipping green, right? So when you drive Manolin in the middle, you have the old range there to the right and the left. At the end is the green, but then everything till the road is perfect fairway. Mm. So you have a green where you could hit a shot from basically the edge of the green all the way till about 200 yards. That's what Ricky Barnes probably ran across on his way. That's where he's hopping up the fence. Jump up the fence. The popo (laughs) chasing him. I guess the police chasing his ass. All right, next question, John. Do you think if you and Kelly have baby number two that you could maybe plan to have it at the end of September 2023? Perhaps, perhaps say between the dates of uh, September 29th Listen, and this one, October this 1st. Listen, this one wasn't, we weren't thinking about when it was going to be born, right? I mean, she was like the usual. It was playing, it was like, it usually takes a while. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of stars that have to yeah, line for that Yeah, and we were in summer, we were doing, it was right after quarantine, we agreed, and uh, it happened when it happened. I mean, when she told me it was after, I found out at the PGA, we found out she was pregnant. And then she started doing the numbers and crunching, it's like, I'm doing April I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, hope what man. was Whatever. I doing? Yeah. Eh, but it's, uh, it happens. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it, it, it's not to yeah. guys that are it's top three now, in the world. Around Ryder Cups I was going to say, Vegas. maybe September 23. Yeah. That's you know like the a one good thing, time I, to You know what? I was, I was really happy about it because it's nowhere close to anybody's, anybody's family birthdays. Like none of nobody in her family or my family's got a birthday in April, which works out perfect. Just think though, in the future, you're gonna win one on your son's birthday, perhaps, maybe. That's a great thing. Double special. I think Sergio's boy Enzo is April 10th. There you go. Double example. special. You're gonna run up and hug you and all that. If you only had two options to name your baby boy, would it be Colt or Drew? Or Sleaze. Well, he already has a name. So. Or Sleaze. Are you allowed to tell us what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's a Basque name from where I come from in the Basque country. It's Kepa. K E P A, Kepa, 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 Kepa. Pretty sick. Okay. So not Coulter Drew. Both also four letters. Also, yeah, a little insulting. Kepa. <laughs> All right. Middle name. What do we got? So, uh, following Spanish tradition, you know how in Spain my name is John Ram Rodriguez, right? Mm-hmm. Ram is my dad's last name. Rodriguez is my mom's last name. We don't usually have middle names, so I didn't want Kelly's last name to go to die in that sense. Like, you know, that's not go. So we agreed for our kids' middle names to be Cahill which is her last name. So oh, that way okay. they still have. And with this first one, once she changes, uh, she's going to change. She's going to make her last name or middle name as well. Once she changes to Ram, because because of COVID, it's impossible mm. to get this done. Her, her, not, her initials <laughs> in our firstborn's initials will be the same. Kepa just became the 2045 Masters Odds champ, uh, odds leading odds to win the Masters right now. And there's <laughs> some books in Vegas right now. 24? Yeah, 24. Yeah, 24. I think he'll be that's, ready. That's young. That's good. Oh, yeah, dude, great. He'll yeah. be ready by then. Second youngest Spaniard to win it. That'd be nice. Yeah, there you go. All right, last question. All the holes at Augusta National are named after a flower. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. Which one of the following is a hole at Augusta National? Oh, bad. Humped bladderwort. I mean, I'm hoping you're not saying the hump. Well, re- repeat that. Humped one. bladderwort. These are all flowers. <laughs> that feels like I've done my you research could get at ASU. Yeah, humped bladderwort. <laughs> Shagbark hickory. Cockhold herb. Another one. Could or be. bleeding heart. They, they all sound like drinks. And they're like, it sounds. They're like all flowers. A cocktail menu. Like you go. The physician. Do you need me to read? Do you need me to list them off again? Dude, for I know. I think it's firethorn. It's 15, I believe. And Azalea, and I'm out. Like, that's the only two I know. So if you deviate from okay, that. Okay, well, you have to guess. It can't be the wart. The wart one. Yeah, that's just that stupid. That feels not <laughs> right. <laughs> that's so, just, I couldn't believe that was the name of a flower. That's not This, seems, this yeah. seems like my exams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Like Shag- me taking the SATs. I'm going to guess. Number two, shag bark hickory. <laughs> shag. Okay. Number oh, three, cockhold herb. Mm. Or bleeding heart. I think, is it bleeding heart? No, actually, none of them are. I, really? oh, I was going to guess yeah. Bleeding Heart, too. <laughs> I was just trying to find ridiculous names of flowers. There I mean, are some ridiculous ones out there that I couldn't even say oh, on you could, I mean, come on, man. You can't do that. That's just painful. That if is. there was a whole name, Cockhold, I guarantee Cockhold. you I'd remember it. Just because it's Augusta, I did not want to say that one. That's just out of respect. I'll say it. I'm an idiot. Who cares? Uh, the, that's a good the, question. Yeah. That was a trick question. Trick question. Yeah, you, on, got, man, you, you got tricked. Come on. Well, Johnny. Awesome. Best of luck this week. Go get them. Get that first green jacket. Kill them. Tell Kelly to hold it for a little bit, a couple days. (laughs) I can't tell her that. No, I don't. I'm not telling her that. No, that's for sure. Thanks, buddy. All right. Been a blast. Cool. All right. Well, that was John Rahm on the Masters edition of Golf Sub Bar and Sleaze. 
you know, we filmed this before he became a father. He is now officially father, little baby Keppa. I'm very surprised he didn't go with Colt or Sleaze, but you know what, Keppa? Solid, strong name, Keppa Rom. Keppa Rom, like I said, I think he's probably the betting favorite now in 2045 for Augusta. He is going to be a talent, but, uh, you know, it was interesting talking with him because he was adamant about the fact that, hey, if this call comes while I'm down here, like, there's no question. I'm out of here. I'm going home. I'm going to see this thing. To have this happen before and Kelly Kelly um, come early with the baby, got to be a huge – A, he gets to be there for sure for the birth of his child, which is paramount. And B, now that's, like, out of the out of his mind. If he had gone down there and, let's say, Kelly hadn't had the baby till after the Masters, there's no way you can be down there as a guy that's been co- going to become a first-time father and not have that in the, in the back of your mind. Like, all right, what if it's – Saturday afternoon and you're thinking, you know, you're playing well and you're like, well, am I even going to get to be here tomorrow and things like that. So I think it's a huge deal for John. I know he's had some long nights and talking with him leading up to this deal. Um, but I know that when he steps on the ground at Augusta, his mind will be cleared and that adrenaline kicks in. I think it's a huge thing for him in terms of just going in the week with a clear conscience. Yeah, I agree. I was actually probably going to fade him a little bit heading into this week with him having so much going on in his mind. But now I think this clears the mind a little bit. Um, John Rom could definitely be a, a big time factor at the Masters in 2021. But it was so cool to talk to him, just talk about the emotions of going down Magnolia Lane. And every time he does it, you know, I mean, he, he gets the goosebumps and it's just so cool to him teeing off the first hole at the Masters, how special that is. Um, it's a special place and a special week. And I, I would not be one bit surprised if we see him in a green jacket sometime in the near future. Yeah, having a baby can completely change your perspective on everything. I know golf is everything for these guys, and it's their job. But as soon as you have a little baby, things change a little bit. So that could play a factor this week. I thought it was really interesting talking to him about, you know, he's one of the best drivers in the world, but he likes to play a fade. He says that right-to-left stuff, at least for him, overblown. There's not really many tee shots out there that give him an issue, being that he does like to work the ball left to right. And I really loved his comments on the green books, being that Augusta doesn't have any. We all seem to align on our philosophy there. I hate him. You hate him. John hates them. Here's a place where they don't have them. And now I feel like that's why you see the best putters thrive at Augusta National. A, because they're some of the hardest greens in the world. But B, there's no cheat sheet. You got to go out there and figure it out. And the more you play it, the more you learn. And that's where John's getting into right now. But uh, I'm, I'm very, I was kind of with you going into the week. If the baby hadn't arrived, I was like, ah, I don't know about John, even though I like him at this place. Now that this happened, um, it's full, it's all systems go for Johnny. And I'm, I'm thrilled for him for that. Yep. I can't wait to see what he does around Augusta National. Listen. If he's got us, if he's around the lead coming, coming to 18, that fade sets up pretty well out of that shoot at 18 at Augusta National. So if he can just be in the hunt um, with a couple to go, I like his chances. But congratulations to him and Kelly on the birth of baby Keppa. That's really, really cool. But so ladies, we got to get to our gambling part of the show. This is a this is a big week, major week, massive purse. Um, you know, we don't really multiply anything for the majors, but it's still a huge week. And after last week at the Valero Texas Open, we, we're, we're having some solid runs. We're, we've had we've each had three straight top 20s, so pretty good. Um, you actually ended up nudging me out by one shot last week with Corey Connors finishing tied for 14th. Ryan Palmer made a little six on the last hole, which I'm not very happy Bad about. Boy, I'm Ryan. Sure go see him on the range and talk to him about this. Ended up being tied for 17th. But producer Mark, give us a little update on the totals in our one and done contest. So Sleaze with that T14 from Corey Connors, you brought in just north of $140,000. A lot of Topping Colts T17, which was good for $105,875. Shrinking the lead to $1,840,804. Right there, baby. That's how you do hey, it. Hey, if, you pick, the, if you pick the winner and I miss the cut, you're there. Exactly, dude. Brick by brick. That's how we do it here. And I do have the honor, and, and quite frankly... There's about six names if you just threw in a hat and I drew one out. I'd be like, yeah, I like that one. Uh, it's pretty much everybody at the top. There's no surprises here. One of the biggest tournaments of the year, if not the biggest. I'm going with a guy who's coming off a monster win in his career. I would say the best iron player in the world. Definitely in that conversation. He's going off at 11-1. to 1. He's finished 39th, 22nd, 17th, 12th, and 4th in his master's career. Getting better every single year. I feel like the time is right for him to pounce. Justin Thomas, 11 to 1, Team Sleaze. Let's freaking go, buddy. Get me back in this thing. That's a good pick. I mean, it's hard to argue with JT around this place. He was uh, very, very high up on my list. The other guy that's very high on my list, he was I, – I, I thought about picking him. I thought he might be a little bit of a dark horse sliding under the radar, but then he went and won the Valero Texas Open last week. And I'm going with a man who has a green jacket, the golden child, Jordan Spieth. It's supposed to play fast. It's supposed to play firm. It's going to be a little harder to hit, hit greens. Who's, whose short game is better than Jordan Spieth? Makes the clutch part. Something about this place, when he steps on the greens, he turns into the artist he is and just put, makes it from everywhere. So I'm very, very excited for Jordan. 
this week. I'm going with him. Um, I, I was when I when I decided to go away from just Justin Thomas at the players, I was kind of sliding him to Augusta. But now with Jordan's recent form, I'm going to ride my boy and see if we can get another green jacket. He's going to be popular, man. He's going to be popular. JT is going to be popular. Like I said, I think there's about six names. I was going to make sure I didn't align with you. So if you had JT pegged and we're going to we're going to go the same pick, I was ready to audible into somebody else just because I'm down right now. I, I, ties don't do me a lot of good, but. Man, you're right. Like Jordan, even even coming in in November, you know, he's a guy that he's still dangerous around that place. He's different. He's different as soon as he steps on that property. And this week coming in, riding the confidence of a win, all that conversation behind him. Now he just gets to put all that to bed and just go play Augusta. I am I'm stoked, dude. I think this could be one of the best. It has the potential to be one of the best, most tightly packed leaderboards on a Sunday because so many of the top guys are playing so well right now. I mean, we didn't even just pick DJ who just boat raced the field you know, in November, we didn't pick Bryson, who a lot of people said it, Jordan Speed, the guy you just picked, rewind a few months ago, he said, Masters is, is Bryson's to lose, you know, I mean, there's a lot of guys you could circle this week. And I think we're setting up for a for an incredible, incredible Masters. Yep, I cannot wait. I am going to be here all week, Sleaze. This place is special. My first time on the grounds. Um, I got goosebumps just walking around this place. I can't wait to get out there. And Make I'm going to sure walk all 18 holes today. Make sure you get your cell phone out, walk around the property, call me periodically, yeah. take a lot of pictures Perfect and just and just flash yeah. that thing around a bit. That's what they, they want you to do. They want you to have a good time when you're there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But more importantly, make sure you go to DraftKings, download the app, get amongst it this weekend, code subpar, set your lineup, try to win that million dollars. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope everyone enjoys the Masters. And next week, please, we got another monster guest. The man, most famous man in Arizona, arguably. The no one, question. the only, Larry, Fitz, Larry Fitzgerald is in the building with us. And a man who knows his way around Augusta National a bit, too. Big Larry. Yes, we, talk, we talk football. We talk golf. We get into everything with Larry, one of the best dudes in the world. Hell of a golfer. Two-time champion at the AT&T Pebble Beach where he drags Strillman's ass all over that place and carries, his, carries him to a title. But, yeah, he'll be in the building next week. Going to be a lot of fun with Larry. All right. Three things. Enjoy the Masters. Go get DraftKings. Also, go to the golf.com pro shop. Get all the subpar swag look at that get amongst it you look beautiful everyone have a great week we'll talk to you on next week's golf subpar 